Tyler win an MVP this year? I hope so. Uh, you guys are you guys are up to something. This was the worst comments I ever got on a high-rated quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time. Run up pads on, so we're not gonna talk about a whole lot of nothing. Tuesday is sparring day. Wednesday is day that we install everything that we're gonna do in the game, and Thursday we just turn it up a notch, you know. Back Judge Podcast, Division Seven of Eight, the AFC North. Back here with Tommy and Lee. Preseason games already uh, underway. We're, I think we're, we're like a straight month away from from week one. Less. Yeah. Right. We got September eighth, I believe, is the uh, Bills at Rams game. And uh, yeah, man, it feels great. Feels great. Yeah, it's shaping up to be a real, real interesting season. Lots of uh, different things to be watching. Uh, Lee, any any quick preseason musings? Um, I mean, there's a few preseason musings. I was kind of thinking maybe we can bring back baller, faller, holler at some point. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But Let's some guys it. that stood out to me, I want to give a couple shout-outs. I'm definitely – I always forget guys because uh, it's hard to keep track of all of them unless you write it down. Um, really liked what I saw out of Tyler Goodson. Uh, I want to say he was undrafted. Or was he the seventh round? I think he was undrafted out of Iowa, playing running back for the Packers. Got a lot of play um, in that game against the 49ers. Looked like he had he had some game to him. Um, Martin Emerson, the cornerback from Mississippi State, getting a big pick six for the Browns. Uh, liked what I saw out of him. Those would be my two ballers. Um, for Faller, man, uh, this is kind of a cheap one, but Jordan Love, dude. Just looked terrible. We're getting into year three now. Um, I was hoping that by this point in his career, I knew he wouldn't be starting, but at some point he'd prove that he might even be close to worth that first-round pick. And just looking in hindsight now, what what the Packers could have done with that first-round pick, it's pretty uh, – it just hasn't aged well at all. And it, he seems to have not really improved very much. Still kind of looks a little rattled. Still kind of looks uh, wet behind the ears as a year three player. So that would be a faller for me. And then Holler, um, George Karloftis. Didn't watch the game, but saw some motor plays out of him. He's one of my favorites in the draft this past year. Giving a shout-out to George Karloftis. I know I'm a little lower than market on the Chiefs, but I think that was a great draft pick, and that guy's going to improve that, that defense more than, uh, more than some people may think. Also, shout out to uh, Zach Wilson avoiding the ACL tear. Absolutely, here. absolutely. Um, yep. You know, hey, you know, Tommy, Rejoice. Tommy, you know, Lee and I are, are, you know, sending some text back and forth, but we don't, we don't want to win this one cheaply. Let's we'll put that out there. I know you guys don't. I know you guys don't. I will say that the, right the minus five and a half Ravens ticket I'm sitting on. I don't want Flacco starting that game. I'd rather have I'd rather have Wilson mm. starting. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. You're talking from a well, pure narrative. Just, uh, I just think Flacco you think gives Flacco's your team better. a better chance to win at this point. I think he's going to make less mistakes. So, all right. Well, let's get to the let's get to the AFC North. Yeah. Um, start here with uh, with the Cleveland Browns. 
a team last year that had uh, high expectations, man. I mean, Tommy, you, you weren't the only one uh, who who thought that this team was going to do big things last year and just didn't come together. A couple injuries for Baker. Uh, he His play kind of regressed uh, as well. A little bit, just a little bit of a second-year lull for for Kevin Stefanski and, and company. Then Browns probably make the biggest move of the offseason, trading for Deshaun Watson. Um, we kind of saved this for last. I was thinking maybe we'd get some more clarity, but I feel like if anything, things are just even less clear now. Um, basically, the deal with Watson is the some some individual person said that six games would be a, a fair suspension. NFL said we want to suspend him for a year, which I feel like Roger Goodell could just do, right, if he wants to. He's he's yep. that's that's kind of what they proved in Deflategate is that Roger Goodell can suspend anybody at any time for any reason. Um, so anyway, that that situation is unresolved, which makes it difficult for me to to really give a, a gauge on this team. If Deshaun Watson, I feel like. If Deshaun Watson, say he suspended six games, the first six games of the Browns schedule is not that bad. Um, you play the, the Jets, the Falcons. Um, there's one other team in there that's not very good in the Panthers. And then you play the, the Steelers, Patriots, and Chargers, but all of those games are at home. Um, so I think with Jacoby Brissett, you could maybe go 3-3, three and 2-4 three, and four, uh, at the beginning of the season, not totally ruin your chances to make a playoff run with Watson coming back. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about them. If, if Watson is, is, is actually suspended for six games, but I do feel like the NFL is going to push for this year long suspension. Um, and if that's the case, I just don't think this team will make the playoffs or even really be in the hunt just with all the talent that is in the AFC, just going to be hard to do anything. If your quarterback's Jacoby Brissett, he's not the worst quarterback in the world, but, um, has proven that he's a backup in this league. Other than that, it's it's a talented roster. Um, I can let you guys maybe get into that a little bit more, but good offensive line, um, great running backs, although Kareem Hunt's a little upset right now. Great secondary between Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, John Johnson, uh, all those guys. Pretty good D-line with Miles Garrett uh, kind of leading the charge there. And Usa Cormoa had a good rookie season. So there, there's a lot, a lot of pieces uh, on this team. I just think... It's hard to say without knowing the the fate of Deshaun. Yeah, <clears throat> I I uh, I don't think Deshaun will be suspended for a full year. Um, I just don't really see that happening. I think most real realistic scenarios to me, based off what I've seen, is that it's going to stick at six games, or he's going to pay a five million dollar fine, and his suspension is going to be moved to eight games. Um, in either case, man, I just don't really. I don't really know what to think of this team. I think they can tread water with Jacoby Brissett, but I don't have very much confidence that they're going to be able to beat teams even like the Jets or Panthers or Falcons. Like those, to me, if Jacoby Brissett's your quarterback, uh, I don't think you're winning all three of those games. I personally think this team should have been, been on the phone with the San Francisco 49ers to make a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo just to get insurance for the Deshaun Watson situation, considering – how much of it is out of their hands. I mean, they can't really control the decision Roger Goodell makes. And if he is, you know, indeed intent on suspending Watson for a year, um, I think that you don't have the luxury of starting Jacoby Brissett for a full year with this roster. 
Um, you need to be go get a guy who is at least a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. I personally don't consider Jacoby Brissett a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. I think that he's proven he can win. I, I don't think, obviously, that he's on that level or ever will be on the level of a Deshaun Watson. But it's... Yeah, I'm a whole heck of a lot more confident that you're going to be able to run through the Jets, the Falcons, the Panthers, and compete in games, in games against the Patriots or Steelers at home if you've got Garoppolo under center. So that's something I think that they should have done. I don't know, man. I like this team a lot. I really do. Uh, I love – I think Amari Cooper, if he can stay healthy, which is a huge if, is one of the best receivers in the league. I think he's been getting uh, slandered pretty hard this offseason, and he's out to prove some people wrong. Donovan Peoples-Jones – has gotten some rave reports out of camp. All potential when he got drafted has kind of slightly improved every year. And then David Bell is one of my favorite rookie receivers in the draft this year. I think that's a great top three. Um, Klepp, you already covered the line and the running backs and, and the defense for the most part. It's a well-rounded team. I really like Kevin Stefanski as a coach. I think Joe Woods is a really good defensive coordinator. And I think this is a team that it sucks, man. It's like this team was ready to turn the page from Baker, ready to move on, and now it's this Deshaun Watson situation has been hanging over their head. And I don't want to get too political because we don't like doing that on the Back Judge podcast, but this situation has been grossly mishandled by the NFL, I think. And I think that here we are on August 14th after the first slate of preseason games, and we don't even know how long Deshaun Watson is going to be out for. We don't even know. And if, and if Goodell decides if, – correct me if I'm wrong – if I'm not mistaken, if Goodell decides to slap a season-long suspension on him, he can appeal it. He can appeal it and play week one. Yes. Because yeah. if, if, the, if the case is under appeal, there is no suspension. So, what do we, you know, it's just been grossly mishandled. Goodell's a, a coward and a fool. And I'm tired of, of, yeah. I'm tired of this whole situation. And you know what? Not all these guys are great people. All right? They're football players. We, we want them to play football. Deshaun Watson has apologized. He's spent however much time in court. He sat out a full season last year. I know that he didn't get suspended, but the, the dude has, hasn't played organized football in over a year. It's like, let's just either kick him out of the league because he's a rapist or figure out what the suspension is and move on and let him play. Like, the more you let this drag on, the worse it looks. And it's looking worse and worse by the day. So... That's what, that's all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lee, you kind of took my thunder cause I was getting ready to, uh, to make the, a very similar statement because I think this is ridiculous. I think Adele's spineless. I think the NFL is spineless. I've, I've said from the jump and I think Lee agrees with me. I don't know club. If you're on the same board, I don't want to bunch you in, but either kick Deshaun Watson out of the NFL or don't suspend him at all because either way you're, if, if he stays in the league, you're basically saying that we can, essentially like arbitrarily uh, punish him for this and then it makes it okay. I just think it's I just think it's a ridiculous joke. He either he either is uh, you know, a sinner and needs to be kicked out of the league and needs to pay for his crimes with his career and lose all of his future earnings and lose the number, you know, a incredibly valuable talent that he has or you know, do nothing at all because it seems, you know, we're down to four cases or whatever it is. It's just I I really tend to agree with Lee. Um, and the way that this has been handled, I think objectively, whether you agree or disagree, uh, has been has been awful. Um, and then you know to, to to take it to the roster, not a lot to add. Um, you guys know I've been kind of the resident Browns guy for the past two years. Has been a big fan of Andrew Barry. 
I think they're one of the better drafting teams in the NFL. I love their 21 class. I think this year, Lee kind of went over it, but uh, he brought up Martin Emerson in the, the preseason section. David Bell, obviously, I was a little bit lower on, but was still a top 12 receiver for me. Um, this team is incredibly sharp. They draft very well, and the roster shows it. There's not a lot of holes on this roster. Last year, I said it was the ba- best roster in the NFL with um, with Baker Mayfield, and I was and I was wrong on that. But you look at it this year, I think this is still a, easily a top five roster. And with Deshaun Watson, you can make a, an argument that they're the best in the NFL. Um, a big loss for them actually is though. Um, Nick Harris. What's the center from Washington? Nick Wright Harris, just tore his ACL. Nick Harris. Um, Nick Harris. Yes, not Nick Wright. Um, Nick Nick Harris, exactly, from Washington, just tore his ACL. He was the J.C. Treader replacement. So that actually is a big loss for them. It looks like they have Ethan Pochich um, from Seattle slated in to, uh, to start. But Jedra Quills, Joel Petonio, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin, that four right there is as good as it gets. Um, David Njoku, they just paid. He's been a lot more potential than actual reality so or far. Sizzle, sizzled and steak, as we like to say. Yes, thank you. Sizzle, sizzled and steak, but... Yeah, I mean, you've got some unproven commodities in Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Bell, and Amari uh, Cooper's health is a question, is a, is a reasonable question, like Lee brought up. But all things considered, this is a really good roster in a really tough division in a really tough conference. And if Deshaun Watson is healthy, this team, um, you know, I, I I took them on my old book, which I got kicked off of at you know plus three fifty when the to win the division when the when the trade went through, and I I stand by that. You know, this is a team that can win um, the division i think with sean watson but obviously it doesn't look like i'm i mean but Lee, the, the situation with the book wasn't resolved to... for little bro i got kicked off i fell on the sword i fell on the sword and uh yeah well, then my, yeah uh, i mean you took too me long off, to you know to fall Lee... on the sword if we're being honest with one another you should have you should have you should have well, Lee no, has Lee has an issue with authority, and no, Lee has an no, issue with knowing no, his place, and no, and, no. and we all paid, paid a, a price prick. for it. We all paid a price. And he for didn't it. deserve he didn't deserve to to have our. No, he's an That's, asshole, and if, he's and, a if he, and if he he's didn't a bookie, screw Lee. us over you now, you he would have done it down the road. So I'm glad that situation has been has been resolved, and I think that the right thing happened. And you know, that guy he'll 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 pay, he'll pay. I'll kiss. I'm. I'm. I'm kissing my bears under six and a half plus one right. ten. Well, Goodbye. you know what? Sorry about that. I paid. I paid for it with my with my bears. Listen. Feet, let's get back feet, to the. Let's so. get back to the, the anyway, matter at hand here. Let's get back to the matter <laughs> at hand. I don't want to talk about this guy. I also. I also forgot. Uh, I also forgot that we had that argument about the Browns having the best roster in the NFL um, this year. So thanks. Thanks for. for thanks yep. for reminding us. I'm looking at a. Well, yeah, because because I because I'm a man of my word, and I remember the arguments, yeah. and you know, unlike someone who's 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 about to talk right now. What are you serious? I don't remember my arguments. What does that mean? Yeah, you just you just you know I you don't you, you don't stand on your ground sometimes. We can we can go through. I'm talking. We can, you know let's keep it in the division. The Browns Bengals argument we had in Ann Arbor. You were wrong. The Browns ended up making the playoffs that year. I wasn't wrong. Jeez, man. I wasn't wrong. You need to see a therapist or something, buddy. Because that's that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. And there are witnesses. We could get witnesses from that argument to 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 rehash. To rehash. Yeah, you're a significant other. You're a significant other. What happened? Because that that was ridiculous. Anyways. I'm looking at a under nine and a half minus one thirty here 
on Caesar's Sportsbook for the Browns. I think. Wow. I think that that's I think up that's. Right kind, now, I mean, huh? I agree with Tommy. Where like, if Deshaun Watson was playing this whole year, I think this would be maybe my pick to win the division. But just with the uncertainty of the situation and how long it's dragging out, I feel like the longer it drags out, the harder it's going to be for the Browns to get their ducks in a row. Um, and with them not getting a better insurance policy than Jacoby Brissett, um, it seems like this team's going to be very one-dimensional offensively. And in a division this difficult, I think 9.5 under minus 130 is, you know, you're betting against a Jacoby Brissett-led team for six or eight games or maybe even the full season to win under 10 games. I, I mean, that, that's... What? That's interesting. I mean, when do we expect this to be resolved? We kind of just talked about how much of a, a crap show it is right I now. Would, I would this... at least say I, I, I would be pretty surprised if it's before September, if it's not resolved. Like, if we're September 1st and yeah. we don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. The whole situation is just it's nonsense. A bunch of nonsense happening. Poor leadership. Um but yeah, I like that. I like that under nine and a half minus one thirty. I mean, shoot, the only way I feel like I would regret that bet is if Deshaun Watson ends up playing Week One. But yeah, uh, it's a huge drop off. I think if you get from 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 Watson to Brissett, obviously, and the more Brissett plays, the the lower this team's chances are of doing anything significant. Um, yeah, Let, let's jump to the Ravens. A lot of time spent there on on, on the Brownies, but lot, lots to unpack there. Um, I, hey, this is the team I picked to win the division last year. Um, I think they, I don't know if there's a way to quantify this, but they were, I think, the most injured team in the NFL last year. Is that, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know exactly how you, you quantify that, but um, so many guys uh, that are key pieces of this team missed a lot of time. Uh, obviously, J.K. Dobbins, um, Lamar, Marcus Peters, list kind of goes on there. Um, with, with guys who, who miss time. And then, uh, hey, you know, who, who, who knows how much it means for this year specifically, but I thought they had a great draft, very solid draft. Um, who knows, you know, when, when Ojabo uh, ends up playing or if he does, but this is a team who I think retooled nicely uh, in, in the draft. I think this is kind of the thing with with the Ravens that we've we've all been saying for a while, where it's like, hey, they're they're a great regular season team. They're built to win in the regular season. Um, you know, when you have a guy like Lamar and, and the way they they run their offense, and then you know the way their defense uh, kind of gets after it, they they tend to win win a lot of games in the regular season, and then you get to the playoffs, and it's kind of like all bets are off because you might need Lamar to make a drive or make a throw, and you can't always trust him to, to do that. Um, obviously, he also wants a new deal. I would expect the Ravens to pay him. Um, still concerned about the receiver situation in, in Baltimore. Again, I know it's not a huge part of their roster, but um, Rashad Bateman had a promising rookie season and, and all that, but Lee, Lee's boy Devin Duvernay in the slot, James Proche. Um, I don't know. It's just it's a little bit of a, of a shallow receiver room, but then obviously Mark, Mark Andrews, brings a lot of that to the table. Um, so, I, I think this is one of the stronger teams of the division. I, I think every, you know, the, the, it's one of the stronger organizations in the league. Um, you know, I think I, I think they'll, they'll do well this year. Yeah, I really like the Ravens, man. <clears throat> I really like them this year. You know, once you get past the, 
once I personally got past my kind of doubts with Lamar Jackson, and you can just enjoy the the player he is because he's he's kind of unlike anyone before him. Yeah. Um, you start to like this team a lot more. They were really hurt last year. I'm a little concerned about Tyler Linderbaum has a foot injury that I think might be a little more serious than some people think. Um, he was he was squared up to be their starting center. We might need to get BJP friend of the show Patrick McCarry to be starting some games for the yeah. Baltimore Ravens. Hey, what's going on there? Um, yeah, but yeah, Clep, I think you summed it up pretty well. Uh, Rashad Bateman going to be really interested to see what he's going to bring to the table this year um, because I think a lot of weight is going to be on his shoulders. Um, in that receiver room, as much as I love Devin Duvernay, it seems like Rashad Bateman is really the only receiver in that room that is a potential wide receiver one or in that kind of Marquise Brown, yeah. you know, fill the void category. Um, but I think their offensive line is going to be able to move people. I'm very excited to see J.K. Dobbins play. It seems like he's going to be healthy for week one. I think he's a great player. Um, and then defensively, man, I love Mike McDonald. I love Mike McDonald. I think he's an upgrade uh, at defensive coordinator from Wink. As, as crazy as that might sound, I think that getting a new voice in the building is going to be good for this defense. Uh, they return a lot of talent. A lot of guys are healthy now. Hopefully they can stay that way. Um, you know, I think it's going to be nearly impossible for them to replicate the injury you know, bug that they had last year, but we'll see. Um, interested in the acquisition of Kyle Fuller. Didn't play well last year at all, I don't think, but it's interesting guys like that are a little more veteran players who have played good in their career before 29, 30 years old coming into a defense like this. I think that might be a rallying call for him. He might, he might have an improvement in his play just by being in a secondary like this. Um, like the acquisition of Marcus Williams this off season, you know, I think this defense is going to be really good. I think this team has a chip on their shoulder from last year and I'm excited to, uh, to, to see what this team can do. Apparently Lamar has improved his throwing and put on a little bit of weight this offseason, which, um, which is good. And, you know, the, the bottom line about this team, and the last thing I'll say is they, Lamar knows now. Like, like, he knows now what the, what the issue is. I feel like he knows now the, the, the jig is up a little bit where it's like you've gone to three playoff games, if I'm not mistaken. You've lost all three, right? Or did he? They, they beat, beat the, the Titans, Titans this year. So you finally won your first playoff game, but it's like yeah. or two, you, two need years to, ago. you need to make a run here. You know, like you said, Club, this is a team that's widely regarded as a regular season team, and they know that now. And I think that, you know, it's a contract year for Lamar. They're going to be geared up to do some big things this year, and I'm going to be keeping my eye out for this Ravens team because I think that this is definitely one of those teams, I don't want to spoil too much, but I'm considering – as, as a Super Bowl bet right now, because it seems like, I don't know, some things are moving in their direction. And uh, I obviously really like the head coach. I like the, the acquisition of Mike McDonald, and I think this team got better this offseason. So I think some people might be sleeping on the, on the Ravens with uh, obviously what the Bengals did last year um, and them being kind of the new heir to the, heirs to the throne in the division. So, Yeah. I mean, not a lot to add, except I think I will firmly stand on the Rashad Bateman being an absolute stud number one receiver. Um, I think he will uh, step up to the plate this year. I think I think it's easy to look at the receiver core now and be like, I oh, mean, like, why is this team not adding, adding a Wolf Fuller or a Colby Zero, Julio Jones when he was on the uh, on the open market? And 
They traded away Marquise Brown, who um, obviously had some ups and downs in Baltimore, but was a really good player. But I think you guys kind of summed it up with the way that this offense is geared. Obviously, Mark Andrews plays such a big role. And I think they were comfortable giving Hollywood a round away, not only because he had a con- it was a contract year, him coming up, and they're going to have to re-up him, but the fact that they know what Rashad Bateman is and what his profile is as a number one. And Rashad Bateman is filling that number, you know, is a 1A, 2 to uh, Mark Andrews. And then you have Devin Duvernay, James Prochet, and let's not forget Tylen Wallace, who was a top 10 receiver for me last year, a guy that Lee also uh, was, a, was, a, was a fan of. I'm just kidding. Just wanted to give. Uh, yeah, you're you're doing. You're on fire today, a little bit. Tommy. But yeah, this this. Ro- <laughs> but this this roster is awesome. And just looking at you guys mentioned the draft, man. Like, gosh, like we never had a, a post op on the draft. I know we've probably talked about the the Ravens draft and episodes past since the draft. But Linderbaum, Kyle Hamilton, David Ajabo, Travis Jones, Isaiah Likely, Daniel Falele, and Charlie Kohler. Those are your top four round uh, pick. I mean, they had four fourth-round picks, or five fourth-round picks, and added Jalen Armour Davis from Alabama and then Demario Williams, who I don't know, Demarion Williams, who I'm not really familiar with. But this team is as sharp as, you know, I just talked about the Browns front front office. This is a well-oiled machine, really good organization, and a really good team. And you guys summed it up nicely. We know how they've fallen short in the, in the postseason and being kind of referred to as a – uh, regular season team and, and Clep, you brought up the extension for Lamar. It seems like as of today or yesterday, Lamar wants to get that done before week one. That's the deadline, and Lamar is going to get paid, and he deserves to get paid. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, with Deshaun's deal and Kyler's deal, how that stacks up with with Lamar. But I expect this team, you know, if this team was healthy last year, then I think Clep, you would have been right you with your division pick. And this team, you know, probably would have been a, a tough out in the playoffs and could have taken the division title from uh, the Bengals. But we even saw last year, like, this was a team was a tough out when they had uh, Tyler Huntley with prop, with props to him because he's a, he's a pretty good player and is way outperforming his undrafted status coming out of Utah. But, yeah, this team's a well-oiled machine from top to bottom, um, not only in this division, not only in this conference, but in the league. It's a, it's a, like, you're going to need that same wave of injuries, I think, for this team to avoid uh, kind of being one of the better teams in the division in the conference. So I'm very confident in the Ravens this year. Um, and I think, you know, this is a team that will be, I think Lee bring up an interesting point with the Super Bowl. This is a team that should be in the conversation come uh, the winter, and it'll just come down to, you know, is Lamar going to be able to take that next step in terms of what he can do uh, when the going gets tough a little bit in playoff football? Yeah, team that went 8-9 and nine last year despite all those injuries. So, um, Go to the Steelers now. Heading to Pittsburgh. The Big Ben era is over. Huge uh, huge transition for for that franchise. He's been their starting quarterback for years and years. Uh, so, obviously still Tomlin. Still a lot of the same faces there in the building. Cam Hayward, TJ Watt. But, um, yeah, big change in the quarterback room. Lee, you're, uh, I'll pass it on to you, man. You, you still like the Steelers this year? I really like the Steelers this year, and I want I want someone, I want one of you two to make an argument of why this team is any worse than they were last year. Um, have you seen Mitch Trubisky play football? Have you? Did you watch Ben Roethlisberger play football? I mean, Ben Roethlisberger. I think Mitch Trubisky is an upgrade at quarterback from Ben Roethlisberger. I think that his mobility brings more to the table than what Roethlisberger could do. Um, Obviously, everyone loves George Pickens. I think he was a great pick. 
you've got some really good receivers. I don't think the departure of Juju Smith-Schuster uh, is going to mean very much when you've got Pickens, Claypool, Deontay Johnson. That's a great trio, trio of receivers. Pat Fryermuth, really good young tight end. Najee Harris, one of the best young running backs in the NFL. Uh, the offensive line. You'd rather have Fryermuth than uh, Hawkinson, yes, right? I would. The offensive line is not good, but I still believe in this team's ability to just dig deep and figure it out. Uh, I don't expect them to be much better than they were last year, but I don't expect this offensive line to be, you know, costing this team their season. Um, what's the What's the win total? I want to I want to make I want to make it I want to make seven it known to, to our loyal listeners that I picked up a Steelers over seven on DraftKings at minus one twenty five, um, and I'm very pleased with that bet. Like I, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a team that I know it's a broken record, but hasn't had a losing season in Mike Tomlin's full tenure as a head coach. They have been consistently overlooked, I think, over the past few years. Even with a, a dying, aging Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, they still they managed somehow to make the playoffs in the AFC last year, which I still, to this day, they were not a playoff team. Don't really know how that happened, but it happened nonetheless. And you know why? It's because they've got great culture. They've got a really good defense. They still are returning a really good defense. Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt, maybe the best duo of defensive linemen in the NFL. Uh, you bring in Miles Jack from Jacksonville, I think that that's probably an upgrade from who they have last year. Uh, who is the, the white dude from, from Jacksonville? Schobert. So, you, so you're getting an upgrade from Schobert. Devin Bush has been yeah. an objective disappointment since his injury. We're hoping that he can maybe clean it up with, under the tutelage of, of the new linebackers coach, Brian Flores. You bring in Levi Wallace from Buffalo, which I think was a really good signing. Akella Witherspoon got a little banged up yesterday in that game, but I think he's, you know, it's a little hit or miss with him, but he's a pretty good coverage corner. Um, Minkin Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds has been a little bit of a disappointment, but these guys, this is a very comfortable defense, I think. I, I don't think that there are any huge holes on this defense. Um, I think the biggest argument you can make for a hole is Devin Bush because he's a liability in coverage, and that needs to change. Um, but to me, this is still a really good defense. This offense knows what their identity is. I'm excited to see how Matt Canada is going to use Mitch, Trubisky legs, Mitch Trubisky's legs, assuming he's the starter week one. But seven games to me is within absolutely within the realm of possibility for the Steelers team. I expect them to win seven or eight games. I know this division is good, but I think the Steelers can compete with almost anybody in the NFL. We saw it last year, week one, going into Buffalo and winning that game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, this is a Mike Tomlin bet. This is a culture bet, and this is just a, a, a fade of the Las Vegas sportsbook consistently kind of overlooking the Steelers and um, maybe even scoffing at the way that they do things when in reality this Steelers team is built really well. They're not a Super Bowl team. But they sure as heck can, can flirt with 500 this year, and I expect them to do just that. I think that's a, that's a very fair assessment. I, th- I, yeah, thought you were, I thought you were a little more bullish on them. I think you're just bullish on your on Yeah, your I just think that seven games, seven games gets yeah. me a push. That means that I'm betting against the Steelers to, to go 6 and 11. Uh, yeah, 7 and 10. I'm betting against them to go yeah. 6 and 11, yeah. which I think is. I don't know if, anyone, if any of us believe that the Steelers are going are gonna to only win six games this year. Yeah, Lee, I think that's great. Um, I think I could take it even a step further with the defense. Like, I think this defense is is pretty nasty, man. I think they're really damn good. Uh, T.J. Watt, like, 
just what he brings. I think you kind of have to treat him like uh, like a, a step under Aaron Donald, where it's just like what he brings to the defense. And then the defense surrounding T.J. Watt is unbelievable, like like you were talking about. Like Devin Bush is probably the biggest hole in the defense, and yeah. there's some upside there. Now, whether or not Devin Bush is cooked or not, I don't know. I, I saw, you know, a really cherry-picked um, – clip of him from the preseason game where he just completely like misread a run fit and just like I I, I mean, I'm not trying to read too much into it I mean Lee you're obviously closer to the you know I didn't really know that Devin Bush was that bad like last year I didn't like was wasn't watching a lot of Steelers game I just assumed because of his pre-draft evaluation and the type of rookie year that he had um, you know, him and Devin White were like... Yeah, he hasn't been the same player eight. since his injury. So, it's it's clear. That, like, he's there's been a huge drop in his production. Yeah. But he's 24, so... There has. There has. Yeah, he's still young. And, I mean, yeah, to me, I guess the biggest uh, the biggest hole is in the secondary, I think, with the corners. But they, they always seem to kind of play above that. Like, they've never... Who... No. Mean, Joe Hayden... Is Joe Hayden no. still with the team? Or did he... I don't know. Is he done? He's done with his career, but... Yeah, I mean, Joe Hayden was like their best corner for a while when he was, you know, 34 or whatever it was. So I think the defense is going to carry this team. I think this team is going to be an under team. They're going to be in a lot of close, tight games, and it's going to come down to Trubisky and the offense being able to, you know, win games 17-14, something stuff like that, because I think this defense is going to carry this team. That's been their identity. I, I think Lee's assessment of the culture and the identity of this team, much like we talked about with the Ravens, it's like this is – that's the handicap. It's a straight handicap, much like we did with the Browns too. Like this is another kind of culture team, and they might have the strongest culture of them all because, like we've talked about, they had Ben Roethlisberger, who we all thought was the worst quarterback in the league for at least three years. Like we're talking early BJP, and then when you go to the offense, like outside of the offensive line and I guess the quarterback position, it's really impressive. The offensive line is awful. The offensive line is awful, and that was my. This is this is going back to. Lee and I, two 2021 Najee Harris draft talk, where I was in favor of them taking an offensive lineman. Lee thought that Najee would be a good pick for them. And I think the offensive line was bad last year, and part of what curbed that was how quick Roethlisberger was getting the ball out. Now, obviously, that didn't necessarily lead to their success, but Roethlisberger had a historically high um time to release. Like, he was getting rid of the ball in, like, two seconds, I think, on average. Now you're going to get Mitch Trubisky – Kenny Pickett, whoever Trubisky's going to be the starter, I think. That's another thing I wanted to say. Gonna, like, I, I fully expect him to be the starter. Yeah, I, 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 I think, I think Trubisky's going to be the starter too. But I wouldn't put it past, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett to be starting some games if this is a team that you know is has won three games through seven weeks or something like that. Or you know, they need a. Anyway, my point is that I think the offensive line is going to be a much gl- more glaring hole than it was last year because. You're not going to have a savvy vet like Roethlisberger giving Najee Harris 20 targets out of the backfield. Um, and I think, I think that's going to show up more. That being said, I still think that I would, I would lean to the over. I think Lee's play is good. Like, much like we talked about with the Patriots, it's the same kind of handicap for me where there's a lot of things that I don't like about this team. And if this was you know, the Dolphins, say, for example, or the Jets or even the Bengals, um, with a much weaker culture, in my opinion, then I would be all over fading this team. But I've kind of learned the hard way with the Steelers. I've been calling the Steelers fade train for at least the past couple of years. And at a certain point, you just kind of have to give it up to, to Tomlin and, and the ship that he's running. Um, but I will say, I was just kind of, while you guys were talking, I was looking through, the Steelers' schedule, man, is pretty darn tough. 
it's a pretty tough schedule, man. I mean, obviously you have the in in uh, division competition, but out of division you've got you're playing the AFC East, so you got the Patriots, the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins. You're playing Tampa. You're playing Philly. You're playing New Orleans. You're playing Indianapolis. Um, you're playing the Raiders, and you have the Falcons and the Panthers, and that's kind of on the weaker end of the out of uh, division um, schedule. So. I mean, these are a lot of teams. We talk about the Saints. We talk about the Colts. Some people will talk about the Eagles and the Dolphins. Like, those are – that's that, that – and the Raiders too. That's that tier of teams where, you know, we're talking about eight and a half, nine and a half win totals that a lot of – you know, some of them are obviously going to be worse than expected, the Patriots too. And some of them are going to be really good teams. Like, I know Lee and I are really high on the Saints. I know we're all – you know, we're high on the Colts. Like, there's a lot of games where I think the Steelers – I'd be curious to see how many games the Steelers are favored in this year. Um, I think they're probably going to be an underdog in a, a good amount of games. So it's just, you know, where are they going to get those wins from? Um, you know, they, they go 3-3 three and three in the division, and then, you you know, you're going to have to beat the Jets, the Bills, the Bucks, the Saints, the Colts, the Eagles, the, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Raiders, and so on. So I think it's interesting. That's kind of what's temp- which is preventing me from kind of taking their over because I, I agree with Lee's handicap, but... You know, if if we're sitting here in Jan- in December and the and the wheels finally fell off the Steelers bus, like I would I would get it I would get it. Like there's only so much I think that you know, and same from the Patriots too from Clubs' perspective. Like, so um, I'm hesitant on the Steelers, but uh, in in conclusion, I think that it's it's really tough to bet against their coaching staff and the culture. Yeah, not too much to add. I I feel like they're another one of those teams in the AFC where. Maybe they're on the cusp of, of being competitive, and if they were in the NFC, I, I'd pick them. But with just all the other talented teams, it, it's tough to really say the Steelers have a, have a chance to, to make the playoffs um, this year. But again, hey, they're always they're always a tough out, no matter what. Them playing at home, not sure what the impact of changing the name of Heinz Field mm. is going to have. I think that's mm. you know something to bring up, but um, Bengals, baby, the team that. Uh, I was very wrong about last year. Very wrong about. I think we all were. Um, Zach, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was, though, I was saying Zach Taylor, first coach fired, Every everything everything in the book. Um, and they, they, they proved me very wrong. Um, what, a, what a season last year. Still do feel a little bit like they kind of potentially let their, their chance at a ring slip, slip out of their fingers. Um just man, again, the AFC is so tough, and and to, to be there and, and not um, and not win that game, which was it was very much in their hands. Um, it's it's tough. Anyways, though, I still think uh, this is a really strong team going into this year. Uh, I think I don't I don't I don't see it as a, as a team that was a flash in the pan. Truly, I think um, I do think Joe Burrow. I mean, he what? He's got to be. You got to consider him a top ten quarterback in the NFL, right? I mean, easily, um, easily. Still bringing back Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, maybe the best three receivers uh, in the NFL on on any given team. Offensive line still has some, you know, concerns to me, but it's 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 gotten a lot better than where it used to be at. And um, hey, defensively bringing in you know a lot of their draft capital was spent on, on the defensive side of the ball. Love the love the Dax Hill signing, um, or the the drafting of Dax Hill. I mean, I like Dax Hill the player. We'll see how he fits into the defense. Maybe they 
try and throw him at nickel or something like that. Still a little concerned about the, the corner situation. Um, Logan Wilson, man, another guy that's proved me very wrong. Uh, and Lee as well. <laughs> we were, we were, we've been poo-pooing the, the Logan Wilson pick. He's, he's a great linebacker, man. He's a great linebacker. Trey Hendrickson has, has been more than worth the, the signing in the offseason. I don't know. I just think this team is still really, really good, and um, I like them to make the playoffs again. Not to give too much away about my predictions, but I do think this team makes the playoffs in, in 2022. Am I up? My bad. Sorry, guys. I had to use the little boys' yeah. room. Um, dude, I like really feel like fading this team this year, and I might sound stupid, but I just think that the market is too high on the Bengals. Um, I get it. What they did last year was amazing. But to me, the most impressive part of what they did last year was in the playoff run, obviously. It wasn't necessarily in the regular season. Yeah. And this is a team that really turned it on the last four or five weeks of the season, made the playoffs, and then made an incredible playoff run to go to the Super Bowl. But this next season isn't going to be the playoff run. You can't just think about it that way. This is a team that had a six-and-a-half win total last year, and now we're staring down the barrel at uh, over, over 10 is even. Over 9.5 is, 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 is $1.20. And it's like, is this team three wins better than what they were projected to be last year? Like, I, I guess maybe they made a Super Bowl run. Their offensive line has objectively improved significantly from where it was last year. Jamar Chase is a known commodity. Joe Burrow is an elite quarterback. They made some awesome moves in the secondary in the, in the draft, getting, in, getting Daxon Hill and Cam Taylor Britt. So I think their secondary has improved. But to me, it's like, can they recreate that magic uh, of last year? Uh, you know, I don't know. They played a lot of close games last year. They were really good in close games for the most part last year. They beat Baltimore by 20-plus I mean, I feel like their twice. step this year would just be, like, being better in the regular season. Sorry, Clep, you were going in and out a little bit. Uh, I feel like their their step this year would just be being better in the regular Absolutely. season. Absolutely, and I don't know if I expect that to happen fully. I mean, yeah. after the bye week, week 10, this team is – from week 11 through week 18 at Pittsburgh, at Tennessee, versus the Chiefs, versus Cleveland, at Tampa, at New England, versus Buffalo, versus Baltimore. Now, that's an extremely difficult way to spend your last eight weeks playing in the NFL. And before that, their schedule is not much easier. I mean, you get Atlanta and the Jets, but I don't know. Like, it's a little too early for me to – I want to see what this team is before I buy in on them completely. And I will, I'll put my hands up right now and say this is definitely a top-two team in the division. Because with the whole Deshaun – it might be a different conversation if Deshaun's playing from week one. With Deshaun out, this Bengals team is, is a top-two team in the division. But I think I'd put them third if Deshaun was healthy. And I think – I don't know. A lot of people are really high on the Bengals and – I don't know. Is Zach Taylor proven? Do you like? Is he a good coach? I think. I think so. I, I don't know, man. Let, I. I want to. I want to. I want to come in here, Lee, because you you're making a very similar similar argument that I was going to make because when we were doing playoff podcasts and talking about playoff games, I was saying 
pretty much like, oh, I can't wait to fade the Bengals mm-hmm. next year, man. Like, this is all like they're they're going to be so overrated. Um, because Lee, you you make the point for me because you go through the offense. Clep, you touched on it. The offensive line uh, upgraded. You bring in Lael Collins, who's a damn good right tackle. You bring in Alex Kapp- Kappa, Ted Karras, Jackson Carmen coming into year two. Like the offensive line is upgraded, and then the receivers top three easily at the floor. And Joe Mixon is uh, a, an elite. If he's not elite. Back, he's close. Like, yeah, he's, he's a top he's ten there. running back. He's really good. And he's close. Like he's 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 a plus in the running back position. And then Joe Burrow, you know deserves all of the praise and the quasi next Tom Brady respect that he's getting. Like that is how he he's regarded as young Tom Brady. That's how he's regarded in the media. And that's what the playoff run did for him. And just the whole experience of the Bengals last year. But I, I mean, I completely agree with Lee where like we talk about on the last three teams, specifically Pittsburgh and the Ravens, what you know, what you're getting in terms of a floor, in terms of the culture and all that. I know what I'm getting in this Bengals offense. This Bengals offense is going to be really, really good this year. The defense, I don't know if I can say the same. I think this is a good defense, but Lee, you bring up the schedule. You're playing a first-place schedule, and I think the defense kind of caught everyone by surprise last year a little bit. I mean, the whole team did. So it's about them now rising to the occasion, and they have the talent to do it. But I tend to agree with Lee. Like, I don't know if I'm ready to like anoint Zach Taylor and, and maybe I just need to see this year and them, you know, win 10, 11 games and win the division and make the playoffs, whether it's the one or the two seed for, and and that very well was in the realm of possibility, but there is a lot of steam towards this team, which I think is a little unwarranted. And I think it comes back to what you said, Lee, like this is all, all of this is based off of, you know, um, the playoff run. They kind of, you know, the Ravens were in the, were, were winning. This team was like plus 400 to win the division or plus 500 to win the division in like week 13. Like they got hot at the right time. They beat the Chiefs twice and they went on a historic playoff run. And you can make an argument outplayed the Rams or at least were in that game the whole time and very well could have. If you play that game 10 times, it's a 5-5 split. Like the Bengals belonged in that on that stage. And like you said, Clep, I tend to agree. Like they might have lost their chance to win the ring. So... I just think, man, like, they could be facing a little bit of a hangover. Like, you look at it on, on paper and it's all there, but, like, are they going to be able to step up to the plate again and and do it again? And I'm just way more confident. I guess I'm kind of giving away where I think I'm way more confident in the Ravens than I am in the, in the Bengals. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to need them to, to prove that yeah. to me. So um, I'm, I'm kind of in, on the same boat as Lee where it's like it's all there on paper, but I want to fade this team because – Overall, if you when you see these type of teams like the Titans, for example, we talked about like teams who kind of were fraudulent from one year and they're being priced the way that they are. The Bengals are being priced as the top team in this division in the ten and a half win total. Like, I I think on on principle you have to fade that. Yeah, well let's let's get to the to raking the division, man. Um, I'm gonna put the Beng I'm not the Bengals. I'm putting the Bengals second, but I'm gonna put the Ravens first. Um, Bengals second. Uh, I'm gonna say Brown Steelers. Yeah, I mean, it's tough with the whole Deshaun situation because I obviously think a lot higher of the Browns if he's coming back earlier, but I'm just going to play it safe here and go Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers as well. But I think all these teams are going to be pretty good. Like I was just going to say – I was just going to say – That's how it was last year. uh, 
to finish the Raven or the the Bengals preview, like I'm seeing a Pittsburgh Pittsburgh uh, at Cincinnati week one. Um, the Bengals are laying six and a half, and that number is seemingly moving towards seven. If I can get a full touchdown with the Steelers week one in Cincinnati, I'll probably take it. Um, like I, I'll be okay with losing that bet yeah. if the Bengals just come out and like boat race the Steelers. But I think that the margin of error week one, the coaching, the, the hype train with the Bengals and just like the consistency and coaching in Pittsburgh, I'll take a full score with the Steelers week one in that game, especially with how the Steelers have performed early the last couple of years. So uh, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go with the same as you, Clep, but not super confident. Yeah, like same here. I'm lockstep. Like I just, I can't evaluate the Browns properly right now. So I, I Ravens are, are, my t- are the team that I think is going to win the division. You can get them at what, plus 200 and some change? To, to win the division, really? I think that's a good bet. Um, so yeah, I, I have the ra- I believe so. Maybe you can check that real quickly. But I believe that the Bengals are priced. I think the Bra- Bengals are like plus two hundred. The Ravens are like I'm plus two hundred five. It's very close. Nah, dude, they're They're plus one sixty. Okay, well they got they got um, that pro. Well, when because when the Watson got traded, the the Browns were the favorite, and the yeah. both the Ravens and the what Bengals I'm looking were like, at is. Kind of second, third. Ravens one sixty, Ravens plus one sixty, Bengals plus one eighty, Browns plus three twenty, Steelers plus one thousand. Yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Ravens. Boy, the Steelers have the same odds to win the division as the Lions. Ravens. You know what? I'll be I'll be different. I'll be built different. I'll do. I'll go Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers. But dude, Tommy, I like agree with if Deshaun comes back week seven, and the and the Browns are like even if they're two yeah. and four, like I think that Baltimore Cincinnati bye and then playing the rest of that schedule, I think that they're gonna they're gonna get hot at the right time, and they could even be a playoff team in that third spot, and they were they would not be a team I'd want to be playing. Yeah, well, and you and you talked about the stretch down like. You got what is it? You know, uh, obviously, you know, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, for the Bengals. Yeah, for the Watson, Bengals, it's, Bucks, it's tough. Patriots, man. it's tough. They gotta, they yeah. gotta make their hay early. I mean, you have to go yeah. to Tampa in December, to New England in December on Christmas Eve. Then you have the Bills at home and the Ravens. Like, geez, man, that's that's a tough stretch. And let's say Watson is gone for eight games, and they go two and four with Brissett or. They go uh, two and six or three and five. Like, if they can string together some games with Watson, then yeah, I, I think those teams are like. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm hopping on the bandwagon. I'm gonna Browns, go Browns second. That. I'm going Browns second. I'm going Bengals third. I'm, I'm making my hate official. I'm making my hate official. Yeah. Alrighty, boys. One more to go.